0: Welcome to All Things IDD, hosted by The Ark of Wichita County. This podcast is a place where we share resources for those with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families, raise awareness, as well as create a space for stories by and about those with disabilities. Today's episode is a conversation with a mom of two children on the autism spectrum. We discuss the importance of parents having supports and her two children leaving the home to live independently from their parents. We hope you enjoy. Whenever you said that you had some stories to tell which I know you do. Oh
1: yeah a long list of stories. I've been doing this for 22 years. Yeah
0: <laughs> so if you can just uh well first of all introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about your family.
1: Okay um my name is Tracy Roy and my husband and I my husband Mike and I have raised two beautiful, special, kooky, crazy kids (laughs) on the autism spectrum. Um, Our daughter, Holly, is 21, and she is on the high end of the spectrum. She has Asperger's and... uh, she was the one that introduced us to life in the parallel universe. <laughs> and what a universe it's been. Um, she is now a senior at Oklahoma Christian University, and she's an art major. Um, I like to say she's a, talent, a gifted artist, but I'm her mom, so I'm a little biased. And uh, then we have her little brother, Eric, who's 18. He's on the other end of the spectrum. We like to say that he's a man of few words. And one of those words is hi <laughs> so
0: Otherwise um, known as the, the ninja. ninja. Oh, yes. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> when he was younger, um, when he would get frustrated, he would screech. And it would just like make your ears bleed, screech. And we had to find a way for him to express that without it being so offensive to your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so he, one day, he, he started saying hi yah. I'm not. Ninja Turtles, I think, is where he got that. I'm not sure, but uh, anyway, when he started doing that, I was like, yes, do that when you're upset, and he just he took it and ran with it, and he's been the ninja ever since. So, but yeah, he's he's 18. He graduated last year from high school, and um, yeah, they're both. We laugh about having the best of both worlds because we have one that talks all the time and one that doesn't talk at all. So <laughs> it's like you, we have everything in between. So we yeah we can. There's not much that we have not. Experienced
0: right in yeah. that world. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Two ends of the spectrum, and and I know you mentioned the alternate universe or parallel universe. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that?
1: Oh well, you know I think whenever you have kids, everybody has this idea of how their life's going to be. When you get married and you start thinking about starting a family, and you know you always think, Mom, you know the daughter's going to be Mom's mini me, and the son's going to be Dad's mini me, and be the You know, all-star football, work on cars, all the stuff dad likes to do. That's what you have in your head whenever your kids are tiny. And then whenever a disability of any kind, but I mean, in our case, it was autism. Whenever that enters the picture, it's like your whole universe shifts from what you thought it was going to be into this parallel universe where everything looks the same, but not really. Hmm. So from there you're running parallel to quote-unquote normal that everybody else is living but your normal looks a little skewed from what they're living in and that's that's what i mean about living in the parallel universe because there's things that happen here that make a lot of the people cry but we laugh at it because what else are you going to do you know so but yeah, that's that's what I mean by that.
0: And it almost sounds like a coping mechanism. Like we're we're here, and you might see what I'm seeing, but like we're experiencing different realities. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, it's very much. Oh, um, uh, we went and saw uh, we went saw that movie, the the animated Spider-Man movie into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that whenever we were sitting there watching that about how that's a lot like our life is because all the Spider-Men were in the same uni- they were all in the same realm, but they were all from different. Mm versions of that realm and i thought you know that's kind of how we live in life that we live
0: yeah and you can kind of like at the arc or wherever it may be whenever you know that another parent has a child with disabilities i'm assuming that you can kind of do that head nod of like
1: oh yeah you can I spot it you. yeah yeah i see you yeah your radar goes off You're like, okay that's what's happening right there you mm-hmm. know yeah I've, I've even found myself um spotting uh autism characteristics in a kid in the car next to me in traffic oh wow i mean my radar be like no look over there Mm -hmm. and this kid is like rocking in the seat and mom's talking i can tell by the way she's talking i'm like like i feel you lady i do (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just it's just funny how Mm -hmm. your your radar will go off and you know it's like it's just like a homing mechanism onto other people that are living in the same part of the parallel universe as you you know it's it's pretty wild how that works
0: well so (laughs) after your kids were both diagnosed with autism and being on the spectrum when was the first relationship that you found or friend that you found that also had a child with a disability and and what did that mean to you
1: oh gosh um it's funny that you asked me that because i just talked to her the other day um her name was misty huff and uh she was my very first my original autism mama friend Her son, Grant, is just a little bit older than Holly, and Grant is kind of between Holly and Eric. My my son's name is Eric. Um, He's kind of between those two, but Grant and Holly were in the same social speech therapy group at North Texas Rehab, so whenever we would come for that, for therapy, the kids would go on in with the therapist, and Misty and I would sit out in the waiting room, and Laugh and cry and visit, and just you got your own therapy. Yes, <laughs> yes. We had therapy out in the lobby, and Misty has been a wonderful resource for me, uh, for all these years 20 years. Well, no, I guess not 20. Holly's 21, she was three, so 22 years. Mm-hmm. 20, wait, uh, I can, it's late at night, I can't do math. Right? <laughs> a long time, yeah, it's been a while, <laughs> yeah. So, but, but Misty, I mean, we would we talked every week like that for a long time and I mean, obviously exchanged phone numbers and that kind of thing and then uh they moved but we stayed in touch i mean facebook's been a really wonderful tool to stay in touch about Mm -hmm. that and um anytime a big life event happens it seems like misty's one of the first people that i call Mm -hmm. even if we haven't talked in a very long time it's like i can call her and it's like i just talked to her yesterday you know she's been really great yeah for a lot of things I I just I'm very thankful for her and she's actually she may be the one that actually directed me to the arc in the first place whenever it was time for Eric to be with someone besides mom
0: so for the parents that might have just found out about their child's diagnosis or maybe they've known about it for a while but they haven't had that other parent friend um, what what would you encourage them to do Definitely
1: go somewhere like the Ark and and reach out to find other parents. Um, support is so important. If I had had Misty, I would have been. I don't know where I would have been. You know, without her. Mm. And it's kind of important to find other. You know, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say this, but and I don't. You might want to edit this out. It's important to find your your own kind. <laughs> I don't know how else yeah. to say that, but other. Yeah. Other people that are in the same boat as you, because if you, if you don't, it just starts feeling pretty quick. Like you're in a rowboat out in the middle of the ocean all by yourself Mm -hmm. and isolations, it's not good. Yeah. You know, so for you or your kids. Mm -hmm. So, um, definitely find some place like the Ark to reach out and, and, you know, find a support group or something like that, you know, find other families that are dealing, because you'll be amazed at what they go through. That's the same as what you go through that you can, Y'all can laugh about it, cry about it, talk about it, mm-hmm. whatever. Make you, know. you feel
0: a little less crazy or overwhelmed. Oh yeah, just... you
1: don't feel like you're about to lose it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or if you are about to lose it, it's like, well, I know you're right there with me, so <laughs> come lose it with me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 right,
1: totally, yeah. yeah it's, that's really important to find find other people that are going through the same thing, so that you don't, so you don't feel so alone and so isolated. That's, yeah, you know, because I mean, I know I'm a little bit crazy, but. It helps to be crazy when you live over here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so, (laughs) but be fun, crazy. Don't be like crazy, crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'll be sure in this podcast, um, in the description to link different support groups that are on Facebook. Okay. Um, I do know that there's special needs, Wichita Falls. Yes. That one's a good one. Um, uh, there's an autism. Fast is a good one. Fast is a
1: real good one. Misty was, I think Misty actually started that one years and years ago
0: so if you'll let everybody know what you'd been doing for a year or yeah, two years about a,
1: a, for a year before covid hit um mike and i were were you know trying to run a special needs support group for for the parents you know because whenever you have kids with disabilities it, it becomes all about them real quick and you you kind of it starts to feel like you're just kind of get shoved over into the into the corner as a parent and you're not you anymore you're like i was holly and eric's mom You know, I wasn't me. And Mm. it was like my whole life revolved around what they needed and what was best for them. And thinking, you know, it's like you lose yourself Mm -hmm. really quick. And, you know, the the support group was really about self-care for the caregivers. Because if you don't take care of yourself and you don't make the time to refill your cup, you don't Mm -hmm. have anything to pour out for anyone else. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of important to do that. Find some place where all that stuff that's rolling around in your head can come out of your mouth and get it you know because if you let it roll around in your head it eventually gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it just turns into a mental health disaster sure you know speaking from experience
0: Mm -hmm. it's it's not good yeah
1: yeah (laughs) so a lot of it can be prevented by finding other people in the same boat to talk to
0: right and i I love that too because it's like just that relating to each other it's not necessarily that you're fixing anything no you're not you can't. No. In some senses, you yeah. know, and so I love that it's. Hey, this is where I am, and I accept you where you are. Will you accept me where I am? And it's a,
1: it's a judgment-free place to say anything. Then there's nothing good, bad, right, wrong. Just say what's on your mind, no matter what it sounds like, because it needs to be gotten out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. So it's just that's really important, and that that's what we were looking for was we trying to do was make a place where parents like us if we had had that resource a long time ago we might have been a little better off than we were in the beginning mm-hmm. you know, our life's pretty great right now it has been for the last quite a few years actually but when eric was little bitty it was we had a period of time for about four years though that we called the dark days because we couldn't leave the house we couldn't go to church we couldn't go to the grocery store and we tag team you know we'd tap in tap out who got to go somewhere because he couldn't go anywhere mm-hmm. you know it was just too much yeah We couldn't have people over, we couldn't do anything, you know, and then that was a really hard time. It's hard on your marriage, it's hard on your family, it's hard on their siblings, it's just tough. Right, and it's funny. People who know Eric now are like, he was never that way, because <laughs> he's like the sweetest thing ever now. But gum, back then he was whoo, <laughs> he was a hard ninja to live with back then. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think if we had had someone to talk to, like, and I had Misty, but I hated to bother her. I would have been calling her, whining and crying every day, two or three times a day. It was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> well, and that's one of the things that you can be so thankful for technology you know what's different now versus whenever you were parenting yes. your two whenever they were little is facebook and social media also yes. social media podcasts, yes even.
1: yes um, i would have zoomed all all day long every day back then yeah. help me <laughs> yeah. i don't know what i'm gonna do yep. yeah would have been bad <laughs> but at least i wouldn't have been all alone right it's <laughs> so, that
0: togetherness that's so important yes so. That's good. Well, and I hope too, by putting this podcast out there, like my biggest hope is that people would be helped, but especially that people wouldn't feel alone, yes. that they would know there's other parents out there. There are other people with disabilities like them. There's and- hope.
1: That's mm-hmm. the main, that, that's what we were looking to do with the, the support group was to let other parents that are just starting out, they're still kind of in that deer in the headlights phase, know that there, there is light at the end of this tunnel. There is hope. Mm -hmm. I mean our kids are you know walking talk well I would say talking (laughs) our kids are living proof of that Mm -hmm. you know that that there is hope for them to have their best life
0: right yeah and so let's hear a little bit about that I actually (laughs) haven't gotten the update first oh you haven't have you you? I heard second hand but yeah so we have Holly is your oldest Eric is your youngest yes two ends of the spectrum and two life journeys that they have now ventured off onto they are
1: living adult life and we are empty nesters which is something that we never honestly i mean we we thought we hoped (laughs) someday before we were like too old to enjoy it that it would happen and but we never never dreamed in a million years it would be now at twenty one and eighteen, and it's amazing. Yeah, I mean Holly, Holly went away to college, which is something that I honestly just thought, oh, she's just going to live at home and go to MSU and ride the bus because, ain't got to no, no, her her reaction time is not good enough to drive. That was always my thinking on it. But um, when she got into this program for kids with disabilities at Oklahoma Christian. Uh, I was like, she can't live on her own. <laughs> There's no way her dog will starve to death. You know, <laughs> I have to tell her to do everything. And my goodness, she just, I completely underestimated her. And now she's in her fourth year of living away at college. She's two and a half hours away. Summer before last, she got her driver's license, which scared me to death. But And, and this last year, she has started driving herself back and forth from school for breaks First time she did that, she drives a, a electric blue Volkswagen Beetle, and which is quite the artist car because it's got the flowers on the headlights and the whole. Be- yeah, it suits her though. So she's fitting. she's such a hippie, yeah, you know. And it, that car suits her down, you know, perfectly. And the first time she drove home, I prayed a hedge of protection around that Beetle because I'm like, Lord, just get her home so that I can breathe. <laughs> I can't hold my breath for two and a half hours. <laughs> but she made it home, and she's done it several times since then. and I'm just like, okay. She's adulting. It's okay. And now she's making plans to get an apartment with her best friend whenever she graduates. So, you know, that's a big relief off. And then I thought, okay, well, it'll just be us and Eric and the dogs for the next infinity and beyond years, (laughs) you know. Well, where Eric was concerned, I always... I knew group home life was probably where his, his adulthood would be. But I just... The thought of it was just nauseating to me because I'm like anybody who's ever met him knows what I'm talking about he's such a kind gentle sweet soul you know and just the thought of a place like that what it would do to him just made me want to just have a panic attack mm. and I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it so I would joke about God's gonna let me live forever so we don't have to deal with that you know and I'm, I'm knowing in the back of my head it's not true but then I'm kind of going well, I'll have to address it but some, someday, but today's not that day. So I would just kind of go on with life. And then uh, he's in the bridge program at the ARC, which is really great. Um, his best friend, he met his best friend there, and they've been the poster child for the ARC and hands-to-hands and everything else since then, so, which I'm really proud of. That. I'm like, oh, look at my famous ninja, <laughs> you know. So at the urging of Danita from the ARC, uh, she was taking the, the, the kids in the bridge program to tour one of the group homes from High Plains Healthcare. I told her I'd come because I loved Anita. I'd do anything for her. And I told her I'd come. And that day that th- I, I really was just, I don't want to do this. I'm going to do it just because she asked me to. <sighs> and that day I'd had a really horrendous day at work and I almost bailed. And when I got there, I realized I was the only parent that came. And I thought, okay, I'm glad I came. So Danita, you know, I don't want her to feel bad about nothing. And I went, and that tour was a game changer for Mm. us because I came out, I went into that tour thinking group homes are horrible places where they're just warehoused and babysat and nobody takes care of them. You know, it was just bad. And I came out of that tour thinking, this is the life I want for him. Mm. This is awesome. These people are happy. They live productive lives. They do things. They have friends. They're, you know, they're busy. Um, Most of them have jobs. I was just blown away by how happy and loved these people were by people who were not their family. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, this is what I want for him when I'm not here anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew that it was extremely difficult to get in there. Because nobody, when they get in, they never leave. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's not a big corporate organization, so it's not like it's a chain. This is a private-owned, you know, and I thought, okay, well, I put his name on the list, and, or put his name in the pot, however you want to look at it, and I prayed about it, and just kind of went back to my life. That was about a year and a half ago. And I'd always, anytime anybody would ask me about what his future looked like, I would say, well, someday I hope we can get into there. And that would be the end of it. Well, a little over, about a month ago, a little over a month ago, I guess, I get a phone call out of the blue that there is a spot open at one of the all-male houses. They have four houses here in town. I get this phone call that there's a spot open at one of the guy houses and Eric's a candidate. And when I hung up from that phone call, I shut the door on of my office and just sat there and stared out the window for a minute, trying to get my head around what just happened. <laughs> and I'm just like, part of me is just going, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I'm so excited. And then another part of me is like, no, he's too young. I'm not ready. <laughs> he's my baby man, <laughs> you know. So I just sat there and thought about it for a minute. And then I, I got up and I told my coworker, I said, okay, um, I'm going to have lunch with my husband right now. I picked my purse up and walked out the door. I went down to my husband's work and we sat in his car and talked circles around it for like an hour. And finally came to the conclusion that we did want to move forward with this. We went we went and toured the house. And <laughs> one of the first things I noticed, Eric loves the Avengers and Marvel stuff. I mean, the, the kid loves some superhero stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I noticed was that every room is shared by two people, but each individual side of the room is so different. You know, you can tell it's their space, it's done the way they want, it's just really great. And one of the first rooms we saw, one side of it looked like it could have been Eric's room. I mean, there's Marvel stuff everywhere and i'm like oh my gosh this is really great you know my first thought was oh maybe he could swap with this kid on the other side (laughs) you
0: know ready to move in oh yeah i was
1: like okay when can we start so um and then after we we visited with with the, the house supervisor and karen for quite some time and one of the things that i was really horrified about about this whole thing i thought you know eric can probably do this how do I tell him what we're doing without him feeling like we don't want him anymore? We don't love him anymore. I was terrified about that. And I thought if I can't figure out how to do that, we're not doing this. I can't do that. She suggested that she said, you know, she goes, I've spent a little bit of time with him up at bridge. And she said, he's pretty smart. She said, he's seen this before. She she said, uh, Holly, when she turned 18, she moved out, went away to college, she still comes back, y'all still love her, y'all are still a family, just tell them you're 18, it's time to go away to college. Mm -hmm. This is how you learn to be a grown-up. Right. And you have to go live at college to go to college.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Tracy and I talk about her family. Join us on the next episode to hear about Eric's transition into the group home. And friends, be good to yourself.